Hi, this is Hannah over here at Rorschach Your Reality and I am so thankful you're joining me today. The big idea behind the podcast as well as my writing over on the Rorschach Your Reality website is that we as humans are constantly interpreting input around us and we do a lot of that unconsciously but everything we're interpreting and the perceptions that we're creating uh, then turns into a story and those stories we tell ourselves have huge amounts of power in our lives in the way that we live our lives every single day. As a creative writer and a former English teacher, I love narrative, I love story arcs, and I truly believe that stories hold the power to change our lives. If we take the time to really examine the stories we tell ourselves and possibly even take the initiative to change the stories that we tell ourselves, we can consciously alter the arc of our own day-to-day lives. Thanks for joining me. Hello, this is Hannah again, and I have so much going on right now. I'm in the middle of creating my first ever website, and I paused on creating right there because actually somebody else is doing like the work of putting all of the pieces together for me, but honestly, even just writing all the copy and thinking about what I want it to be on there and then getting overwhelmed and realizing I'm not gonna have everything done by Friday that I thought I was gonna have done and being okay with that has been my process this week (laughs) and honestly over the last month. And there's been hiccups with the podcast and getting it edited, which I'm not skilled with. So someone was helping and then it fell through and just all of this going on that, you know, starts to make you question a little bit. Like, is this worth pursuing? Is it just getting to be too much? Is it worth it to push forward? Um, But I've decided that it is because I know that I've wanted a place of my own on the internet to write some of my own thoughts and put some of my own hopes and fears and encouragements and processes and all of that out there in the world and have a chance to connect with other people and interact with them based on that. So I am excited about it and I do think it's worth it even if it feels a little crazy and blah right now. (laughs) Um, And I think also I'm having to encourage myself to stay really open you know, it gets overwhelming to think, like, should I be on Instagram? Should I be on Facebook? Should I be on Twitter? Should I be on LinkedIn? Should I be on Tumblr? Should I be guest posting? Should I be on other people's blogs? Who am I going to have on my blog? And you can start to get really wrapped up in all of this detail stuff that makes you feel like maybe this isn't for you. Maybe it's just too much. So as that's been happening, I just have to remind myself that it's really not too much like if none of that stuff happens it's totally okay right and all i do is write a blog post every week and it's not about you know breaking the internet or (laughs) um you know totally just launching this huge thing like small steps small steps are the best steps especially when you're just starting with something and so i'm feeling good about that and then something else that I think I tend to struggle with a little bit is this like worry about controversy you know if I want to write something about religion which I have lots of ups and downs and fears and frustrations and questions and concerns and hurts and anger and wonderful experiences and terrible experiences all kind of balled up into one thing I can get the sensation of like anything that I'm going to say 
is not going to come out right or someone's going to have a problem with it. And I tend to be someone who tends to keep things really private until I've reached a, a conclusion with them. Right. So like I'm not going to talk to you about my crisis of the faith until I've resolved it. And then I'm fine, like discussing it when it's all tied up with a neat bow and I have it all figured out. Um, but I, I have a harder time talking about things when they're just in the middle and they're messy and I don't know where they're going. But I want to be able to do that more because I think that it's really helpful to be able to talk about things like while they're actually happening and when the reality is they're messy and dirty and awkward and confusing and frustrating and I know that can be alienating for some people but I think it can be a huge connection point for a lot of other people who have a lot of the same feelings that they maybe don't feel safe expressing or they don't know where to express them and years ago when I was in college, I had to take an art class. Well, I could do art or music, but I really can't do music. And I was um, taking some honors classes. And so there's honors, art, history. And it seemed like an ideal fit because it just sounded like it should be a fairly easy class. Lots of writing papers because it was honors. And I'm good at writing papers, so it's all going to be good. So I jumped in and had a terrible experience. I had never been someone who thought very much about art. I didn't grow up in a family that was, you know, super excited about art. And I just felt overwhelmed by all of this art that I just felt like I didn't get. Like, you know, I'm definitely guilty of being the person who looks at, you know, like a Jackson Pollock and is like, oh yeah, I could have made that. So, like, how can it really be art, you know? <laughs> and one of the most terrible pieces of the experience was that our first day of art class, we come in, and I don't know if there's maybe 20, 30 of us, and there was these long tables, and they were filled with stuff, like a pine cone, a postcard, a little painting on canvas, a postage stamp, a glass that had clearly been purchased from a store um all like just like stuff 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 okay so everyone kind of sits down we're visiting so the teacher comes in we get started with the class and you were supposed to choose one of the objects that was kind of in your general vicinity and she gave us a couple of minutes and in that time we were supposed to examine our object and determine if that object was art or not so everyone, you know, has got their object. Well, I happen to be sitting in front of this little pile of, I don't even know what. It was like Pepto-Bismol pink, appeared to be like clay or mud. That was just like a little dumpy looking pile. And again, Pepto-Bismol pink. And I just thought to myself, well, this will be easy. Like, I will take this. Um, because, you know, I'm not going to have to work too hard here. Clearly, this is just lumpy. <laughs> so, we our minutes are up. And then, of course, the teacher asks for some volunteers. Um, and those volunteers are supposed to share with the group about if they have art in front of them or not. 
So nobody kind of jumped to respond, obviously sensing the trap. And I hate awkwardness. I hate to see like somebody, like a teacher, standing there waiting and waiting and waiting for someone to respond. So throw my hand out. Of course, I can jump in since I got such an easy one. So I proceed to share my 18-year-old wisdom, you know, about how obviously this is an art could have fallen it could have been a wet piece of plaster that had fallen from a ceiling that somebody later poured paint on like you know everything was so clear to me so she lets me go lets me give my little speech lets me make it clear to the class um how this is an art and then she took it upon herself to share a little bit of background information about the piece and the background information was that she (laughs) Her artistic field is pottery and sculpture. And so this particular piece sitting in front of me, of course, had been handcrafted by herself as part of, I believe, a show or or, um, a body of work that she had been creating. And so I knew right away I am not going to be liked in this class. And I was upset about it. I'm 18. I don't know anything. Art, I've never even been to an art class. Like, why did you put your work here? (laughs) And then, of course, why did I have to sit at this table? And why did I have to be the one to jump up? But I did. And she didn't like me. And that was the lowest grade I ever received in my entire life in a class, which was a B minus. So I made it through. Um, But it was it was just kind of terrible. And I honestly had a lot of resentments about art after that class, Um, you know, made a show of just hating art and the whole thing was ridiculous. And I think a lot of it came from just feeling really kind of embarrassed about that situation. And after that during the semester I wasn't terribly uh, open (laughs) to learning a lot and just a little bit closed off as we can sometimes get when we make complete fools of ourselves. So that's kind of my little story there and I share that to say I feel like what I'm creating with my podcast and with my website of course it's, it's more relying on the spoken and the written word But for me, that's the kind of art I create. And my writing is art. And I think I have this fear of somebody completely misunderstanding what I'm saying or what I'm trying to do. And I imagine myself being on the flip side of that that college experience where someone gets nasty about it and everything's so obvious to them when it wasn't to me. And I think I have these fears about that maybe rightly so maybe not but I'm just having to overcome and say you know what I'm willing to put myself out there and I'm willing to create some different things and I'm I really want to push myself to explore things that might be difficult or might be hard or or any of that and I want to do it here and I want to trust that there will be people who hold a space for it because I want to be able to hold a space for other people and other voices and people who have questions and frustrations and aren't figuring everything out and so that's a little bit of my vision or heart behind this and kind of in that vein a book that I read in college my sophomore year of college Um, is by Haim Potok, and it's called My Name is Asher Love. And if you're familiar with it, you already know how amazing it is, 
or if you don't think of it as amazing, maybe you need to go back to it. <laughs> um, if you're not familiar with it, uh, Haim Potok is an acclaimed novelist. Um, most of his characters that I'm aware of um, are Jewish, or his books tie very strongly to the Jewish faith, as that is also his own background. And in particular, the story of Asherlev, um, he grows up in a very religious family, very conservative and he is an artist and he just has this need to create art but the more he creates um, the more controversy surrounds it and he really has to deal with the fact that he's a creator and he's creating but also that's not welcomed by everyone and many people including his dad in particular feel like he's doing it wrong and that it's doing a disservice to the family and to the faith and to God and you know it's this shameful awful thing even though he is undeniably talented and is expressing you know kind of his soul and his spirit through this and just his struggle through that and the way that he matures from a boy to a man and and how he handles his artistic growth and his growth as a person and um in one particular piece because he he's still really for him he's experiencing his religion and growing in his faith through his art even though a lot of it seems very anti-faith just to some of the more conservative um, members of his community and his family um, but for him it's not and, and it is a way of experiencing his faith and growing in his faith even though it looks really different and it's not what people would have expected from him and I love that because I I guess I kind of identify with that or this desire to like experience faith or maybe express parts of faith that other people may not understand or necessarily jump straight on board with and being okay with that and maturing through that and not using it as a reason to never create. Um, and not just in faith, but with life in general, like <sighs> wanting to feel like I don't only have to espouse these mainstream views and be on the same page as everybody else to like have my thoughts be worthy of going out there. Uh, Cause sometimes I feel like I think a little differently. So as I'm kind of working on, again, creating my site, my podcast, I'm just taking comfort and encouragement from people who have gone before, right? Like Haim Potok um, and his character Asher and choosing to believe that there's a place for every voice and that there are people who will welcome it and love it and there are people who will question it and disagree with it and that it's all totally fine and... I love that and I want this to be a place for lots of people to belong so that's a little bit where I'm at right now those are some of my hopes and dreams for this this podcast if you're listening the website if you've been there if you haven't feel free to check it out and I would love to connect with you I would love to hear your story I would love to feel like we are journeying together Thank you so much for hanging in there all the way to the end. I appreciate you and your time. I would love it if you checked out my website, www.rorschachyourreality.com or find me on Instagram, at rorschachyourreality. And of course, you are always welcome to leave a review, uh, share me with your friends on social media, and spread the word. Thanks so much for listening.